Hello and welcome to episode 207 of the In Squash podcast and uh, apologies in advance for the slight uh, echo here. I'm in my office. It tends to happen that way. Uh, I'm in a room with a, it's almost like a two glass wall squash court. You know, the forehand, right hand side of the court and the back wall are both glass here in my office. I'm almost equipped that it's like uh, being in an aquarium here at the qual- at the uh, college, you know, everyone can see what I'm doing. But I'm here early enough so that hopefully I get this uh, this episode out of the way surreptitiously, without people uh, realizing that I'm spending a little bit of uh, well, it's early it's early hours here, so I can get away with it. Uh, anyways, episode 207 with the String Doctor today, John Sharp. Really looking forward to this. We haven't spoken to John in a while. He's a friend of mine on the social media side of things and a friend of the podcast. Uh, and we have a really great chat about the stringing game, what's new in the stringing game, uh, how we as players should be prepared when we head out to our stringer I know I probably you know I, I prepare my strings myself and I bring them along with me but uh, I'm not as well equipped with intel as I think I should be uh, given the fact that I I'm not sure that our stringers around here are as knowledgeable uh, I don't think anyone is as knowledgeable as the string doctor is but uh, anyways uh, John helps us out with a lot of stuff here and all kinds of insight when it comes to the stringing games choosing the right string the tension a stringer uh, how to inform yourself that's really critical and we go over a bit of a checklist here uh, John takes us through uh, the stringing game as it is today as it stands today the, the variety of string obviously there's uh, the technofiber and uh, Ashway dominating that game uh, but there's a lot of variety there and contingent upon uh, the type of game that you play you choose your string obviously and John helps us along with that uh, also there's some other good stuff out there uh, John even uh, lets us in the door in terms of some of the uh, you know the squash stringing that he's doing for some of the players these days and we even have a bit of a chat on uh, the pro game uh, which was quite interesting so uh, the string doctor returns today on episode 2 207 here i am how are you thanks thanks so much for taking the time john yeah my, my pleasure how you doing all good man and all good uh things are hotting up as you guys say over here uh in the fiery pits of the desert uh <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to get get a bit warm but it's still good golf uh, season oh cool yeah yeah how about you? I, I like uh, I like uh, what I see in the backdrop there. Lots of cool yeah, some some of my things, uh, some some of my bits and pieces, my machine, my TV, and yeah, I've got got a few other things around the other side as well. This is this is my 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 surgery. This is the, the surgery where I do all the stringing. This is it. This is the surgeon's uh, headquarters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Is this, is this at home or uh, this is at home? Is it? Yeah, it's at home. So last, so year before last, I built a kind of um, or converted a potting shed into um, into my stringing room outside into a kind of garden officey type thing. Yeah. And then last year, I decided that I was going to be working from home full well most of the time during COVID. So I extended it. So it's now it's now pretty big it's now i think about 14 foot long by about eight foot wide um it's got windows all around it it's lighting insulated i've got a wi-fi booster smart tv i've got a, a desk which i'm sat at at the moment where i can do my normal work from yeah. um and workbenches and things so it's 
this, this is all I need in life. I could get a bed and I'd be happy. That's brilliant. That's great. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, your wife is also happy to have uh, you know separation from uh, the house, uh, the, the stringing stuff from the house uh, into the potting oh, area. Yeah, but for for sure. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't really look much like it. Um, it was when I first bought the bits, but the the extension we did on it, um, actually got a friend of the family to come and do that for me. So, yeah, it's it's it's, it's pretty cool. It's it's nice. It's nice in here. It's really good. It looks great. Yeah, yeah. And you've got some old school rackets. We're, we might as well just start from here. I mean, you've uh, uh, John, you you were on the I think it was episode one fifty six about a year and a few months ago. Uh, and that, that was one of the more popular episodes, as it turned out. A lot of people uh, have a lot of questions, concerns, or, or intrigued by uh, the stringing game. And, and you are, uh, you know, affectionately known as, as the string doctor uh, and also a professionally prof- uh, known as string doctor. So, uh, yeah, episode 156 was great. Uh, how are things going uh, since then? You're still, obviously, as you mentioned, uh, you're, you're based at home, but you're still uh, at Exeter Golf and Squ- is it Golf and Squash Club? Is that right? Um, Exeter Golf and Country Club, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so think things are going well. I'm still based at Exeter Golf and Country Club, uh, and I also coach on the weekends at Newton Abbott Squash Club, which is about 15 miles south of, of where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, which has got a really good junior section. We've got a, a couple of national level players, a few county uh level players so it's, it's a really healthy setup at the moment and um yeah squash, squash is starting to pick back up again in the uk the the, the junior tournaments are happening um the psa challenger events are happening as well um what, what's been really good actually is that the uh, certainly what i've seen is that the professional players are more visible now I think they've needed to be because of the pandemic, because of COVID. They've needed to be a bit more visible in the community. Um, it's a way of them making a bit of extra money to play in the, the, the Challenger events, but also there are lots of exhibitions happening right now, which I think clubs are more than happy to go around with cap in hands, trying to get money to pay for these guys to come and, um, come and do the exhibitions. But it's really good because the average person on the street who doesn't normally meet a professional squash player can see what it's all about, um, can be really inspired. So, yeah, I think there are a few things which have been really, really positive, um, really positive in the, in the last few months. That's awesome. Uh, and now the the club that you're coaching at, is that uh, your son? Does he also play there? Uh, yeah, so he normally, so he plays for Exeter Golf and Country Club um, in the men's Premier League team. Uh, but he also um, plays at the Newton Abbott Club as well, where he trains with all the juniors there and has fun. You know, that, that that's a nice thing. And my, my youngest daughter and my middle son also do some coaching there. They do some training. So uh, it's just quite, quite nice to have all three of them down with me on a weekend. Right. Playing so what, uh, how, how old is your the your your are your two boys because i saw the one i saw one of your sons that had done pretty well in welsh junior championships right uh, yeah so my eldest johan he's just turned 16 at christmas um so he won the welsh open and the welsh closed this year and placed top 10 in the british closed as well 
And then I have a middle son called Mac or Maxon is his full name. And he, he plays more, more for fun than anything. Um, he's actually pretty good, but he, he, he just likes playing for fun. He, he doesn't like the competitive side of it. Right. Um, and I've got a little girl called Ellie who's just turned nine and Ellie has recently taken up squash and absolutely loves it. Okay. Uh, she, she's really competitive. She really enjoys it. She's got loads to learn. <laughs> you know, like getting all the serves in and returning all the serves so far. But hey, you know, that as long as she's having fun. Sure. She's having fun, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, for those who may have missed uh, episode 156, firstly, uh, they can go back and listen to it. But uh, just get, if you don't mind, uh, John, give us a bit of a, a backstory on uh, on your, your squash uh, uh, in the past and also how it evolved into uh, uh, what it is today. Uh, obviously, you're coaching, but uh, what you're here to talk about today is the stringing game. Uh, how did you uh, find yourself there? I know we we talked a bit about that last time, but just to uh, sort of give a bit of a backstory again. Yeah, sure thing. So in terms of my background, um, I've always been an OK squash player. Um, I used to play junior county but a senior county um, squash, which is a fairly reasonable level in, in the UK. Um, got to sort of national level as, as a junior, but was always moving houses and doing all sorts of things when I was a kid. So never really got to set, set many routes. Um, played competitively in the Welsh Premier League in squash, uh, which was a pretty strong league back in the sort of 2000s when I was playing in it. Um, been a qualified squash coach for about 23 24 years now um don't play so many competitive matches anymore the knees don't really hold up <laughs> these days some people are blessed with great 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 genetics and their knees last forever unfortunately uh my knees have started to give up a bit so i just enjoy the coaching side of it more really now um stringy wise i think i strung my first racket when i was about 18 years old um, and that was at university because I kept breaking strings and a friend of mine had a little machine at university. So he, he showed me how to use it. Um, but I didn't do a huge amount until about sort of nine, 10 years ago. I didn't do a huge amount of stringing between them. I knew how to string. Um, I was very, always, I've always been a big fan of strings and a real kind of connoisseur of, of, of tensions and what to have, but about ten year, nine, ten years ago, when I moved from South Wales to to Devon, I really got into stringing because I couldn't find a stringer that could string my rackets how I wanted them to, to be strung. Yeah. And I just thought, hey, do you know what? I'm going to buy myself a machine. So I bought myself a, a little machine, got, got pretty decent at it, bought a slightly bigger machine, got a bit better, started stringing other people's rackets, bought a bigger machine, and so on and so forth until I ended up with. Uh, you just uh, you just purchased a new one, didn't you? Uh, recent uh, within the last year, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but I bought bought a brand new machine um, just over a year ago now, and it's a, a Wilson Bayardo, which is. How, how does that compare to uh, to the original to the first one you had? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, a lot more expensive. So, <laughs> the, the the amount of money this my new one cost me, um, I could buy a small car for, for that for that money. The first one, I could probably I would compare it to taking my wife out for a meal and a bottle of wine. 
You know, that, that, that's, <laughs> that's, kind of, that's, that's, yeah. that's the difference in, in price. Um, and in terms of functionality, I, I always ask players who give me their rackets what machine they normally have their rackets strung on if it's not through me. And there's a really good reason for that. And it's because the machines d- do make a big difference, not to the not to the skills of the stringer or the technique. You know, the, the stringer is the main component, but the machines do make a do make a big difference in terms of consistency. So, so what I have now is is, is a great machine. My, my my other one was really good as well, and I customized my other machine, so it was it was really good. But this particular machine, I, I know that I could be given ten rackets to do for a for a player and get them all to exactly the same spec. Mm. So that's that's kind of, that's kind of the difference, really. Um, so yeah, that, that's. So, I mean, a, 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 you know, a player who takes it seriously will want uh, exactly that, right? They they don't want they want everything on spec. Yeah, for, for sure. And and the, the machine which I have is the same one that they use at the majority of Grand Slams, like the US Open in in tennis. So, you know, the, the likes of Roger Federer, Nadal, Djokovic. These guys will have their rackets strung on these machines, so that that's how serious the the, the kind of stringing game can get sometimes. Um, and th- this particular one is it's a new version of the older Bayardo, where you can change, you can adjust the posts on it. It's got slightly thinner clamps on it as well, so it's much better for squash than the original ones were because it's it's set up to be multi-purpose now, which is which is brilliant. Okay, that's great. Um, now, when we were uh, when people are looking at, uh, we'll jump right into this now. For for people who are looking to get uh, their rackets restrung, uh, I think you recommend that they come in with a bit of, uh, and I think anyone, any stringer, obviously would recommend that they come in with some intel for you, right? Yeah, d- no, definitely, definitely. Um, I think the the main things which I want to know from uh, from a stringing perspective are what the style of play the player has. So are they all about the power? Are they more about finesse? I want to know how often they generally break strings, which strings they use, the tensions they use. But the, the main thing for me, I, c- I can normally tell what kind of player um, they are by the marks around the frame of their racket. Okay. So give, give, us, probably, a thumbnail, well, well, uh, give us a a few examples and. Uh... Just by looking yeah. at the frame of a racket. So, so I recently strung a racket for somebody um, with um, Technofiber, which is Technofiber 305, which is the, the green Technofiber string, probably the most popular um, string university in squash amongst the professional players. It's an amazing performance string. Um, but sometimes you do tend to find if you have some of the, and I've got to be really careful here, some of the less skilled players using it, or players who like to hit it really hard off the wall, then it can break around the frame a bit easier than some Ashaway strings can. And the guy was adamant that he wanted his racket strung with Technofiber 305. said, okay, that's fine. I will do it. And then within about a week, he'd framed it. And sorry, I know he'd framed it. He said he didn't frame it. <laughs> but it was the string was broken around the top of the frame. So... He then wanted me to restring his racket, but did I have anything more durable? To which I responded that 
if you look around the, the, the frame of your racket, it actually isn't the fact that the string isn't durable. It's the string doesn't necessarily suit his style of play because mm. all the way from the throat of the racket, round through the head, back to the next throat, there were black rubber marks. It was a Wilson racket. There were black rubber marks all the way around the frame. Mm. So sometimes you will get them at the top from where you're hitting the ball off the wall. But these black dots were all over the frame. So, which means, which shows to me that the guy probably mishits it quite quite a bit. Yeah. So, so it's really important to ask that question. And he was adamant in the first place he wanted the Technifiber, so that that was fine. But the next time around, I switched it to um, a type of Ashway string, so uh, Ashway um, Supernic uh, Micro, which is a lot more forgiving for those who want to power it off the wall. Um, it's a line and twine, slightly different string, and it doesn't tend to snap, it just wears. So, uh, yeah. yeah so, I mean, uh, how did that go for him? Are, are you uh, are you aware of how, how it played out for him? Or he hasn't returned yet, so maybe it's every, everything's okay? It's not broken yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, we, so we're probably about a month, month and a half down the line. That's so. good. Wow, okay. So, okay. So, well so, so, all good. So, so I think... Um, if you're a stringer and you're listening to this, the most important thing is to to really find out what style of player they were. I, I kind of had an inkling that they were going to be breaking these strings pretty quickly, but they wanted to test out the, the Technofiber 305. Um, yeah. But Technofiber 305 is, in my view, it, it's a string for people who are a little bit more advanced to hit the ball for the majority of time in the middle of a string bed or if the ball's against the wall, like the professionals do, don't just try and hit it off the wall really hard. Open the racket face and try and, you know, sort of lift the ball off the, off the wall. So, right. uh, so, so yeah, I, th I think it's what they call uh, horses for courses. So, mm. what's the, what's the best material for the job? If we're playing like a, what sort of playing styles would sort of determine uh, the type of string that you might recommend? Uh, other than, you know, someone who sort of plays off, you know, hits a few uh, shots off the frame. Like if you're, you know, if you're hitting hard or if you're an older guy who likes to, you know, slow it down a bit or, you know, the, the different uh, playing styles, what, what would you uh, sort of recommend uh, for depending on the style of play? Yeah, so I, th I think it, it does really depend what they want. I mean, what you'll find with, okay, so Ashway, Powernick, for example, probably isn't a string I'd recommend for somebody who's got arm issues or likes to hit a slightly softer ball because to get the best out of Powernick, you need to hit it fairly hard. Mm. Um, it's quite a stiff string as well. It's got a wiry centre. So, yeah, so, so that's one string that I wouldn't necessarily recommend for somebody with arm issues who was looking for something a bit softer, but it's something which um, can give fairly good durability to people who, who are quite choppy. If somebody was looking for a nice soft string that was going to look after their arm, that they could um, make last for quite a long time, somebody who maybe hits the ball quite flat so it doesn't slice through the ball, somebody who doesn't cut the ball, then yeah, Technofiber 305 is, is brilliant. Uh, Technofiber X1 biphase, Dynamics VP, Three or five, that they're all really, really, they're quite similar strings with various power levels and various comfort levels, but they're all very good for play for overall play. I'd, I'd suggest. Um, 
Whereas with Ashaway, what you tend to find is that there is quite a big difference in the Ashaway range. So Powernick, quite a quite a hard string, um, good for players that put a bit more through it. Then you'll have things like Super Nick or Super Nick ZX, which is a bit more. I remember my, I fell in love for the first time. I fell in love with strings. I, I don't know, probably around your age, I was 18 or so. And I, you know, I didn't really, you know, of course the string mattered, but uh, I didn't really sort of take a cl pay close attention until one day I had it strung with the uh, Ashway Super. I think it was Super Nick. And what yeah. a difference it made. And I was like, Jesus, I can actually. It, feel the ball on my racket as I'm hitting I mean, as I'm hit. I mean, it just felt like a hand and glove kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's gripping. So, so the, the, the kind of fundamental differences between most Ashway strings and most Technofiber strings is that the Technofiber strings get a bite on the ball. They get a kind of bite or a grip through the kind of waxy coating and the, the strings snap back very quickly back into position. Whereas with Ashaway, the grip is from a kind of rough surface on, on them. But one really interesting point, and I think it was raised on one of the social media channels. You might even have this down as a question, but I think it was about players being quite fussy with strings staying straight on the on the racket. Was that yeah, one of the questions? Strings, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Cool. So that that's that was a really good question. I was I was itching to answer that question when i saw it but i thought it would be quite a good one to discuss on here because yeah, yeah. if you've got a player who so coming back to your original question about what strings would you recommend for different styles if you have a player who is really fussy about their strings going out of place ashaway probably aren't the strings they want to be using because ashaway are quite grippy strings so when they move when you hit the ball and when the string moves don't tend to snap back into place because they haven't got that kind of waxy coating on. Right. So they move and they stick. So that's why when you see Ashaway strings quite often, they'll be curved in line with where you hit the ball. So if you hit the ball on the forehand, they'll normally be kind of curved upwards because that's how you're cutting through the ball. Um, and yeah, so, so a way of remedying that with Ashaway is to string it a little bit tighter so they won't move quite so much, but, You'll always be, be moving them, whereas with um, technofiber strings or other multi-filaments that are waxy like Rab Sensor Fiber or some of the new Caracal strings as well, that they'll they'll move back into place because that's what they're designed to do. It's a different type of elasticity, really. So that's my answer to that question. If you, somebody doesn't like their strings moving, they need to use a much smoother string uh, like a technofiber 305 and squashable do a decent one as well, the Tortec Pro 1.18. Um, so there are plenty of strings out, out there that will help yeah. that. Yeah, I think that uh, that that issue also was raised after he, uh, I think it's Scott McLaughlin, if I'm not, yeah. it could be Scott. And um, anyways, he raised that issue, I think after, I think he had advised someone to not have their, their string strung so tightly. Um. I think I think that came that came as a result of that. So he's he said, uh, you know, string your don't string it so uh, with so much tension. But then the guy responded, well, the the strings move around too much when I I string it at twenty six or twenty eight. Yeah, I mean, it, it honestly, it, it doesn't matter too much what tension you you string up because the problem is if you string it really tight and they move, it's more difficult to get them back in. 
but they will still, if, depending on what type of string they are, unless you're stringing them at 50 pounds tension, you know, like 35 kgs. <laughs> um, not intentionally, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I, I did have one night where I... String it at 50 pounds or I'm not paying you, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I, I did have one night where I'd strung six or seven tennis rackets uh, between sort of, I think it was about 10 o'clock in the evening until about half 12 in the in the night. So I did two and a half hours and just got loads of tennis rackets done really, really quickly. And I had my racket, just one of my rackets to do last thing before I went to bed. And I put it on the machine, tightened the clamps up, and then realised after my first couple of strings that I'd forgotten to tone down the tension from the tennis racket at 52 pounds, which I've been stringing at. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so for, for anybody out there wanting to know if a technofiber carbon flex is strong, they're very strong. <laughs> they, 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 yeah. they can stand up they can stand up some punishment brilliant yeah yeah that's a great racket yeah yeah God, that definitely it's, it's what i'm using now actually so the car, that's the is that the assault uh is that the racket assault is using the carbon flex or is that the um no so so, so mohammed um el shabagi uses Shabag the carbon oh, yeah. flex, um, along with loads of other players yeah. on the tour um and Asal uses the Supreme 125 oh, yeah. curve, okay. which is what what my son actually uses as uh, well. Uh, that's the one I like. Sorry, yeah, yeah, the Supreme. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm using the Dunlop uh, Dunlop, which is very similar to to that one. Yeah, and li li little tip here for the Supreme. So for anyone who, here who has bought a Technofiber Supreme 125, they've got quite a small head. They've got a very close string pattern, so quite a dense stringy pattern on them in the, in the middle. So I always take off at least one or two pounds tension to what you'd normally have. So if you normally string your racket at 27 pounds, I normally take it down to about 25, maybe even 24 pounds because you get great control regardless. But the power, when you take it below 25 pounds, the power with a bit of control is, is unreal. It's, that's why the sal hits it so hard. He's got a racket that... Yeah. very very forgiving yeah is that does that apply to other rackets of the same sort of the same uh dimensions like a smaller head maybe like the the dunlop uh that i'm using yeah it, it can do i mean it, it depends which one you use so if you use the elite yeah. then you, you, you'll probably still be fine with 25 27 pounds you'll still get reasonable power mm. if you're using the ultimate Mm -hmm. it's actually got a more dense string bed on it. It's got more mains and more cross strings on it than, than the rest of the Dunlop rackets. So basically the holes in the middle are smaller on the, in the strings. The holes are smaller okay. than they would be. So that means it, it's generally a bit, a, bit more, um, a bit more of a stiff string bed than some of the other rackets. So if you've got a racket that's got very small holes, very small gaps in between the strings, take some tension off and it'll, allow you to get some more power okay um let's just uh, take a look at the strings that are out there now i know uh, on your website uh you do have some reviews of the, the more popular strings the the technofiber as that are out there and the ashways i think rab as well but obviously as you just mentioned uh, ashway and technofiber are the you know the go-to strings for most people especially technofiber uh, these days but uh, when I one thing I noticed was uh, when um, when I was looking at the reviews, uh, if 
Now, if you were to sacrifice durability um, and went with the Technofiber X1 by biphase, is that yep. like it's a, a would that be the string if you didn't if you wanted to sacrifice durability? Now, I'm not sure how you define durability, but with the other two elements, control and power, yep. uh, they were ranked. You ranked those very highly. So, uh, how would you rate that string? Because I mean, I don't mind. Geez, the the string you recommended uh, that I uh, it was a Technofiber. Um, Dynamics VP, I think, yeah. isn't it? The black, I haven't the black broken one. the string uh, since then. It's been strong for over a year now. I haven't broken the string yet, and I play. I don't play a lot, like twice a week. I play twice a week. It's amazing. It, it, it I mean, it depends what type of player you are. So I, so X1 biphase 1.18. So they do two different sizes: 1.18 mil or 1.24 mil. Um, I. They've worked on the durability on that string. So since it became orange, it used to be red. The durability hasn't been too bad. Mm -hmm. um, I really like X1 biphase. I think it gives a good mix of power and control. It's really comfortable, really, really soft as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, for, for anybody who's not a chronic string breaker and they want something good in their racket, then, yeah, Technofiber X1 biphase is is a really, really good good string to, to, to use, really. If anyone's looking for more power, I normally guide them towards Dynamics VP, which is the, the black Technofiber string. Not, not to be confused with the old DNA MX or the 305 Plus, which was the other black one. It's a very, very different string to the old, to the old ones. Um, so if you're, if you're a player out there, um, or you're a stringer looking to buy some strings or get your racket strung, and the stringer says Technofiber DNA MX is exactly the same as Dynamics VP. It's not. It's, it it, re it really isn't. It's a very very different string. Don't don't let your stringer or another player tell you other otherwise. It's a totally different string. Okay. The only common thing is that they're both black. So okay, right, right. so it's a it's a really key point here if you're going to use strings get go get them fr from a reputable supplier i know jerry you're great you you've got people that pick up the strings brand new for you and bring bring them back to your to your place so <laughs> and, and, and that's I'm very lucky that way yeah 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 and, that's, the, and that's that's how i'll do it yeah shout out to vince uh anyways yeah so we've got you know the technofiber the ashways what what uh i guess it's been a year now. Uh, has anything changed uh, since then? Anything new? I know uh, you also, uh, you're a big eye guy. You, you like their, the, the, the products that they have out there as well. Uh, I haven't really, I haven't tried eye strings. I've tried Ashway, the Technofiber, the, uh, the one that you recommended as well. But uh, what's new uh, on the horizon, I guess? Yeah, so I, I since we last spoke, I've, I've actually switched to Technofiber from eye. So I now use Technofiber rackets and I've, I've always used Technofiber strings anyway. Um, I, I'm a Technofiber guy. Some people, Ashaway is their favourite. Some people, Technofiber is their favourite. I'm, I'm in the Technofiber camp, but I also really admire the Ashaway stuff as well. I think it's, it's all really good. It just depends what type of player you are. Um, so from uh, what's new perspective, there are a few new strings out there. One thing I will give is a lot of credit a lot of kudos to um to caracal mm. so i did some 
work with the guys at Caracal over the last 12 months on their new string range. And they brought out a brand new string range now, um, which has got uh, a new braided string, a new multi-filament string, and um, another, a replacement for the normal hot zone as well. So John Macon is actually using their brand new string at the moment, which is the Hot Zone Pro 125. So it's a little bit thicker, mm-hmm. but it's, um, it's, sl- it's slightly braided as well. So it's, it's a yellow and yellow string with black flex in it or black with yellow flex in it, depending on which way you look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's a pretty good string. Um, Caracal actually, because I said to Caracal, why don't you design a string that's pink with black flex in it to go with the String Doctor colours? <laughs> and yeah. and somebody actually listened to me and they produced a pink string with black flex in it, which is the same as what Joel uses. Okay. And what John Macon uses. And they, they sent me a reel of it. Um, and it's amazing. It just so are you, looks are you stringing your rackets with that now. Um, I it? have actually, I have actually strung a couple of rackets with it. Um, yeah. And I've used it. Caracal don't like me for doing this, but I actually put it in my Caracal racquetball racket. Um, oh, <laughs> and it looks incredible it plays really really well but Caracal kind of said well it's really for squash I'm like I know but it's really pink <laughs> it's, yeah, it's yeah. really pink it has, yeah. to, has to go in there so um, and th- they also do a nice multi-filament sort of technofibre type um, model as well so mm. what? So I, I would really definitely like to give a shout out to Caracal um, they, they've, they did a lot of testing on, on the strings um with not just myself but with um some pro players like joel and some other strings as well and um yeah that they're they're one of the good guys out there so for for anybody who sees caracal products and asks themselves what are these guys about what they've done to the to the grip game i mean they they've they run the, I mean, everyone has a Caracal grip uh, for the most part these days. Uh, and they yeah. really, I mean, they've got such a ra- wide range of, gri- I, I tried a, a couple of their grips, like changed the grip recently. And they just, each one of them has their own awesome uh, merits. I mean, they're all good, all their grips. So yeah. taking that with them to the stringing game, obviously the rackets, if you either like, you, you might like them, you might not, that's a personal preference, but if they, apply the same uh, sort of know-how and uh, the same wherewithal uh, with their stringing game, then that's good. Yeah, d- d- definitely, Jerry. Um, that, that, that's right. I mean, I think for, for me, I think Technofiber will, Technofiber and Ashaway, they'll, they'll always be the big two. You can't, yeah. you can't really get, get beyond them. But I think if you're, if you're looking at the, the kind of best of the rest, then I, I have, other strings which I recommend. I mean, the unsquashable Tortec um, string, the 1.18 bright yellow one. That, that's a really underrated string, in my opinion. It's a really okay. good string. Um, the new Caracal range, I think they've got something for everybody. They've got some multi-filaments. They've got some braided. They've got something for everybody. Um, there are a few secret strings, which I can't tell you about. Uh, so th- there, there are a few, there are a few professional <laughs> players. Strings, okay, well. What's the story behind that without revealing uh, too much? What, what, what's that all about? No, that well, <laughs> I, I can't give too much away, but there, there is a player on tour at the moment who's using a string that nobody else does or will use. Play, okay, moment. a player on um, Okay, yeah. 
<laughs> um, uh, recently sw switched to a different um, sponsor, but the, the strings he is using, nobody else is using. It's a, it, it's a secret, and I'm not, I, I won't disclose it to, to anybody because I, I string for him at the moment, and uh, he, he does trust me with, with, with that, but the string's really cool. I wish I could tell people about it, but yeah. um, <laughs> but it, but it's a it's a re it's a really really cool string. So there are thing there are things out there. There there are strings on the market, which this is the point. There are strings on the market that people would never have heard of, would never have used. But if you try a few things out, sometimes you'll find something that really really fits you. Now that string this person uses, it may not be for everybody not everybody will like this string it seems to suit him really really well and he kind of stumbled upon it but by chance a little bit so i guess the moral is don't don't just take my word for it that technofiber or ashua or caracal or unsquashable do the best strings at the moment well i was have, uh, have a go with using stuff. the technofiber uh, the 305 for for the longest time and i was in you know really felt that it was a good string for me but then i went with your recommendation after the uh the last podcast we did and and i love that string uh it's just starting i can see it's starting to fray a little bit now and that's, yeah. i love it when it frays i don't know why uh, i think we talked about this on the last podcast there's something about it just when it's beginning to fray that there's a little bit more feel i, I get a lot more feel on on, on my you know i can feel it a, a lot more yeah, and it, yeah, and it's a really it's a really funny thing actually because um, with Technofiber and Ashaway, I, I normally recommend people change change their Ashaway strings before they break because they tend to go a bit more dead. With Technofiber, they seem to go right the way through. You know, they, they seem to play really well. And my, my theory on it is when you get that cotton wool effect, when you get it that that sort of uh, cottony effect on the strings when they start to fluff up on Technofiber. I think one of the reasons why they play really well is because a the, the string is getting thinner, yeah. But also because it's notched in place in technofiber, so they have those notches, so it's staying in place a bit more. So perhaps it's just that the string bed's completely worn in, and you're not getting the strings moving over quite so much, so you can control it a bit better. Mm. So I, I don't know, may, may, maybe that's the theory. Okay, well, I'll keep them in there because uh, I'm start, you know, I'm hitting the ball well uh, with the, the current uh, condition of, of the string. So I'm not going to change anything just yet. But I might give some of these uh, these other recommendations a try. Maybe go with uh, maybe I'll go with the non squash. We'll go back to the you know the the old school JK because uh, <laughs> we all love JK, right? So yeah, that. yeah, that, that you'd be hard pressed to find somebody that didn't like Jaime Khan. Oh, yeah, he's that, he's that, a legend. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, there's another really cool thing on, on your website, and I love talking about this with, with uh, to other people. Is uh, your the pro players uh, gallery? I think you've got three or I think you've got uh, Dolcier, uh, Sherbaggy, Joel King, someone else up there. You talk about their stringing tendencies, and uh, you know even before I, I visited your website. Uh, I'd, I'd heard of the anecdote where golf chase strung strings are strung had one at one time strung as rackets uh, under 20 pounds, uh, which is unheard of. Right. Uh, I'd never heard of anybody doing that. And I actually I went down as low as 22 once after I think after I heard that just because 
you know, he did it. So why not? Why don't I give it a try? It didn't, I did, didn't work well for me, but uh, um, anyways, just to speak to, to Gaultier and then maybe if you could give us some sort of update on uh, some players that you might know their, their strings and their tendencies and, you know, where, what they're stringing their rackets at. Yeah. So um, yeah. So Gaultier played most of his career at, at about 16, 16 and a half pounds tension. Really? So, so that was that was his standard. So yeah. at, at one yeah. sixteen, yeah, yeah. So at one point, I think he even went down as low as about twelve, thirteen pounds. So he's he's gone like crazy. But um, I mean, if you look at Gaultier's style of play, very short backswing, and he generates power easily through that. And I, I guess he can hit the ball accurately with his string so like so low on tension because he doesn't take a big backswing so there's not so much there's not such greater margin for error. Um yeah. I, I a bit like you I experiment with string tensions and I've currently got one of my carboflexes at 18 pounds. Okay. And yeah it's crazy. I got I mean I, I'm not clearly not skilled as Greg Gaultier and uh <laughs> I, I can, can only hit a straight drive yeah, hit a straight drive at medium pace. It's kind of okay. Try to put any kind of real power on it, and that ball just comes off the string bed really hard and goes cross court. When I'm trying to play a drive, it's, it's <laughs> some, some people might say that's just my accuracy problem. Um, <laughs> in in, ter- in terms of other players, um, I, I mean the, the majority of players at the moment are around the sort of mid twenties mark, so somewhere between sort of 23 to 27 pounds tension. That, that's the kind of sweet spot for most players. There, there aren't really too many players um, that I'm aware of that string below 20 pounds tension at the moment. So there's yeah. no one really in the Gaultier range. I think uh, Greg Marsh may mm. go quite low. I think he might be sort of 21, 22. Um, I, I did hear a rumour from a fellow stringer that, not a rumour, he said it blatantly that Nicky Muller, uh, the Swiss player, yeah. the Swiss rocket. Playing well uh, these days. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's always been a super talented player. Yeah. I think he just maybe didn't play quite as much as others. But um, apparently he, he double pulls his strings. So basically only pulls tension on every other string on his mains in, in his rackets. Yeah. Because as a time-saving thing when he was younger, when he had a stringing machine, he didn't want to spend ages tensioning every string. So he only pulled every other string and tensioned it. So... That's something which which I heard. Um, to, to me, that's that's kind of crazy. But again, a bit like Gaultier, if if that's what he's done, that's how he's learned to play. Then you know, cre- credit to, credit to him. He must be You're able to beat uh, Marwan Al Sherbagi and uh, and the likes uh, with those. Uh, you know, doing that type of string job and all the power to him. Ah, uh, definitely. Well, the st- stringer strung both of their rackets, so. They were both. They were both. Uh, I've got to be careful with this. They were both either equally advantaged or both equally disadvantaged. <laughs> so, so there's, there's no, no no excuses. If, if they both have their rackets strung by the same person, then you know, there's no no, no excuses. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you get some players. Um, again, I. I mean, I, I string for a few of the top players in the world at the moment, and that there's one or two players who will have different tensions on their mains and different tensions on their cross strings. Um, 
to me, I, I don't I don't know whether that's just because it's something which they tried and they have always done it and they, they think it produces the best, you know, if there's a kind of placebo type thing with it. Um maybe they can I mean look these guys are the best players in the world you know that they can surely feel it better than I can or you or you can um but again the majority of, of players they have one tension across the cross strings and the main strings and one of the reasons why some players might have for example a higher tension on their cross strings than their mains or vice versa is because some stringers are under the impression that cross strings will um it's a shorter space from one side of the racket to the other side, as opposed to top to bottom, especially on teardrop rackets. So on the cross strings that go across, it stands to reason that you pull it slightly less tension. So you're not putting as much strain on the racket, mm. but actually the opposite is, is true because you're going through strings, there's more resistance. So actually you keep the tension exactly the same because with the friction, that you lose because of sorry the tension that you lose because of the friction of weaving through the, the main strings actually you keep it the same so it evens itself out so th there are all sorts of yeah. weird and wonderful yeah. ideas as to why things are done and, and and i i think half the time you'll have a pro player that's that's always used the same tension so they they, they stick to it and that's kind of, kind of their thing right on but, Right on. Uh, yeah. So just to go back, uh, uh, John, just for 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 the the squash enthusiasts out there, the squash, the you know the club player, uh, they want to go get their racket strung. Uh, they go to the stringer. What? So how should they go? How should they be? How should they go there? How prepared should they be? Um, so I think first of all, I'd have a checklist. So it, as a player, stand pretty firm with with, with what you want. So what you want to get out of the strings. I think that's really important. Often that's dictated by your style of play. Be, be realistic as a player. Don't tell them you want to be world champion, world number one, or hit rolling nicks all over the place. So what you want out of the strings, more power, a bit more control. It helps the stringer gauge what to do. Um, how often you break strings. So I, for example, I normally use Caracal, Hot Zone, or I normally use... Technofiber 305, and I seem to be breaking strings every three or four weeks. So I'd like something a bit more durable. Okay, what kind of player do you, do you like to hit the ball really hard? So tell the um, tell tell the stringer all about your style and what strings you've had in the past, what's worked for you, what hasn't, um, because it really it really will help them to give you the best kind of string, really. And um, I know we're I mean out here and. In, in the UAE in Dubai, I, um, a lot there aren't a lot of. I, I don't think there are a lot of sort of stringers like you who are extremely proficient and knowledgeable. They might know how to string a racket, and they know how to, the machine works, and they might know a little bit about squash. So, in cases where maybe people are uh, getting their racket strung in that type of situation, uh, how would you rec what would you recommend they do then? Just make just do some research online, maybe visit your website and, and check things out, maybe purchase some string online and take it to the, the stringer, that kind of thing. Yeah, de definitely. If, if you're, so if you're a player who is really keen on your squash and you want the, the best setup for your racket, but you have limited resources in terms of stringers around and things, 
go go to your stringer armed with a set of strings that you want in your racket maybe buy a few sets of strings just to be on the safe side but actually give them the strings because you know what's going to be going in your racket then so if you go to a tennis stringer or a badminton stringer in the middle of nowhere you know in, in the sandy desert who only have a strings at tennis tournaments they might have a few sets of squash string lying around but those squash strings that they have could have been in a bucket in the heat for 15 yeah. years you know we we, we we could be literally talking about string that's that's that old. Um, so there's nothing wrong with going on to Stringers World or WD Sports or WD Strings rather, or to another stringing website. There's loads of websites where you can buy string and go to the big always go to the biggest um the the, the biggest um string sellers as well, because chances are they sell quicker. And they get the latest products in quicker as well. Right. <laughs> so um, give, give the stringer a set of strings and they will knock the price down for you. So if they normally charge X amount, they'll charge you Y amount if you give them a set of strings put in that racket as well. So you might even save a bit of money. Yeah, typically, I mean, what I do here is I'll, I'll you know, I've got my the string that, that, that we purchased uh, recently that, the, from you, I think it was. Uh, or at least uh, based on your recommendation, I'm not sure where we, we picked it up from, but I'll take that to the stringer, tell them the, the tension. Uh, basically, that, that's about it. But is there anything else that, uh, that we can advise a, an inexperienced squash stringer to sort of uh, help us along the way? Yeah, I think also the, the type of pattern that they use. So mm -hmm. I use a Carboflex. It's probably the Carboflex or the Carboflex shape racket is probably the most popular racket yeah. in the world at the moment. Um, yeah. You know, m most manufacturers have the, have that shape racket. Yeah. Um, strung at the factory and strung by most stringers, they're actually strung incorrectly. So you should always have the cross strings on a squash racket, same with tennis, coming from the head of the racket down to the throat. Okay. So basically the cross strings go head to throat. Now with a Carboflex or with the similar rackets from other manufacturers, um, what you'll find is they're strung with the cross strings going from the throat of the racket up to the head, which is wrong because what it does, it actually deforms the frame. So imagine a balloon. If you squeeze a balloon from the bottom, mm. it makes the head go bulbous on the balloon, doesn't it? Yeah. Exactly the same with the squash racket. You're putting lots of pressure at the bottom and then you're putting the highest amount of tension all focusing towards the top of the racket the loop the hoop of the racket on the head which is the weakest part of the racket so you yeah. should actually start at start at the head and work down so it pulls it back in yeah. mm -hmm. and so if you can speak to your stringer and and say to them i would like the cross strings going from the head to the throat of the racket and they may need to do some research, but if they're a competent stringer, even if they don't normally do squash, they should know the methods or they should at least look up the methods to get those cross strings going from the head down to the throat. If not, they're, they're being lazy. We hope they know the terminology to be able to, uh, to, to search that up on, on the net. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's funny because with badminton, it's the opposite way around. So with, with badminton, yeah. Um, because of the shape of the, of the head of a badminton racket is 
very different. It normally is a bit wider at the bottom than thinner at the top. You actually string the, cr the cross strings on a badminton racket from the, from the throat to the head. So it's right. completely opposite. But squash, tennis, racquetball, head to throat. Yeah, I would imagine that a lot of stringers have uh, <clears throat> tennis and badminton experience in, in these parts anyways, and maybe not as much squash. So that's something definitely to, to bear in mind. Eh? Well, John, I uh, really appreciate your time uh, today. Again, uh, great, uh, great chatting with you. Great intel. Uh, anything else in the hopper? What, what's coming up uh, uh, on your end? You got uh, some coaching lined up, some, some uh, master's squash lined up i wonder uh give the knees a little bit of a workout <laughs> no the, the knees have had their workout for for, for, for the last few, few months so um, i'm just looking forward to the british open which is yeah. coming up soon yeah. um that's up in hull which is the opposite end of the country from where i i live um but i'll be watching on squash tv mm. um i've got a couple of players who i string for who i'm hoping that they'll they'll do well and progress well through through there um who are you saying for john uh, are you like who, who yeah yeah uh so i, I guess I, i'll give you one of the names so uh mohammed yeah. will be up there okay great yeah so, so mohammed will be up there um joel as well so joel king okay. yeah okay so, so oh, they, they, joel's really look looked very good in the last couple of events she's she looks good. She looks like she's fit and playing well. So, uh, yeah, she, she's she's really strong. She's got great reach. Um, yeah. But for for the for the record, if anybody doesn't know Mohammed and, and Joel, they are really really nice. They're they're, they're really cool. Really 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 approachable. And yeah, yeah. they're 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 great pros. So so I'm I'm really hoping that they, those guys do really well uh, as long as. Uh, along with my good friends uh, Joel Macon, Tesney Evans, yeah. uh, Paul Cole, obviously the Welsh, the Welsh contingent. Yeah, yeah, put Paul <laughs> Paul Cole as well. He's another one I'll be keeping yeah. tabs on up there too. Yeah, yeah. The first round of the, uh, the first couple of rounds of that event, you've got some big, like huge matches. Uh, I saw the draw the other day. It was like uh, I think it was Yusuf Ibrahim playing. Uh, um, who was it in the first? Ferris Tasuki in the first round or second round. Yeah. Yeah, I think um yeah, that this is one of one of them's crazy. Who who was so I think it might be Yusuf Ferris Tasuki. Or, or is uh, it Asal Tasuki? Asal Tasuki, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. it in the second round. Yeah, and Ibrahim's also playing someone like that. Yusuf yeah. Ibrahim, someone else. Uh just some huge huge uh, names there in the early rounds. I'm wondering why that is, but uh, anyways, it's great for us. Great for the spectator. So, so who, who are you going for, Jerry? Who's your, who's your dark horse to win? Yeah, that's a good, I mean, uh, I think Paul, uh, he's not the dark horse, but I think he's probably, you know, he, he knows he probably, I don't know if he was unwell in the last event or something was wrong or, you know, he just took his eye off the ball there, but I think he'll, he'll come back playing extremely well this time around. And um, yeah, I, I liked what I saw from Dasuki. Uh, he and when he's playing that way, uh, I don't think many people can beat him. So, the t either one of them. Yeah, Ali uh, Frag. I mean, if he whoever shows up there, if he shows up the way he can, 
I just don't know about Mohamed. Mohamed's one of my favorite players, but he, he, if he's fit, if he's healthy, then he's going to be, he'll be there as well. But see, it, see, it's really interesting because the last tournament um, over in the the US that he played in, uh, Windy City, I think it was. Um, I actually thought against Ibrahim, uh, I thought he was starting to play some really, really good squash. And it's interesting because whereas in a few other tournaments, he might have faded quite badly after one or two games. I thought he actually looked really good. And Ibrahim was having just a really good tournament. And what's really good with Mohammed, and I put a post up on one of the social media sites about what I really enjoyed about Mohammed was how he was very humble in victory and defeat. Yeah, and yeah. he d- doesn't make excuses at all for things. And I think what we saw with Windy City was Ibrahim was just playing great squash. Mm. He was just playing really, really good squash. Yeah. Um, so I actually th- I thought, you know, yes, it's pretty good with it, with another two or three weeks under his belt for Mohammed to, you know, get get some sessions in. Then hey, let Hulk, yeah. Hulk could be good fun. Could oh, be for good sure. Fun. I mean, uh, I mean, the guy's, you know, one of the greatest of all time. So he's gonna, you know, he doesn't want to. He wants to go out. A winner. I think he, he's got a few more uh, victories in 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 his future, so it could start soon. And like you said, he played. He was playing pretty well. He just ran into uh, uh, Yusuf, who who's I, I, I know I wouldn't call him unorthodox, but he's very. He plays. He doesn't. There's no one else that plays that way. Yeah, I think I think when Bring things it. are coming off, he's mm-hmm. super dangerous. When when they're not, then maybe he has bad tournaments. Yeah, who knows. Yeah, absolutely. Well, John, uh, all the best to you. Many thanks. And uh, maybe we'll do this again uh, next year. Yeah, cool. Always nice speaking to Jerry. Always good. Well, really enjoyed uh, that one. John Sharp, great stuff there. Lots uh, of intel for us uh, when we get our rackets restrung. I know that I need to get mine uh, restrung in the very near future. Um, although, the, as I mentioned, the, the strings are beginning to fray, and I really like the feel that I get off of that uh, from that. Uh, it's, it's been like that for a while. I, rem- I remember noticing it. Uh, about 25 years ago how and it was uh, maybe my first try with uh, with uh, technofiber string and I was really enjoying the string and then suddenly I started you know really being able to feel the ball on the racket as I was as I was playing and noticed uh, that the strings were fraying at that time so that's starting to happen now uh, with these uh, with the technofiber uh, that I have now the black I think it's the biphase um, I'm not exactly sure uh, see my intel still I don't even know uh the exact string I'm having uh, in the racket at the moment, but I do string at 24 uh, pounds tension. I might, uh, yeah, it seems to work for me. I might try a little bit lower next time around. I don't like a, a high tension on the string. Um, you know, maybe, maybe I could try that, add a bit of, uh, you know, a bit more control to to my game, but uh, I don't really lack that much control. In the old age, maybe require a bit more pace on the ball uh, without sacrificing the control. So I think 24 might work well. Maybe I'll drop down to uh, 
to like 15 pounds. Let's see, give give the Greg Gaultier approach a, a go. But I really appreciate John uh, coming on, and hopefully we have him back again. There's so much that he's uh, uh, that he knows about the stringing game that I'm sure all of us could learn from. We probably just it was the tip of the iceberg there, as you could tell from uh, from the way John spoke uh, about the stringing game. So again, thanks so much, John, the String Doctor. Episode 207. Now, uh, episode 208 is already finished, and I know you're going to like this one. Uh, Johnny White comes on and fresh off a very successful season at Drexel. Uh, particularly with the women's team who got to the final of the Howe Cup and the men also reaching uh, the top 10. Uh, uh, an amazing accomplishment for a program, squash program that only just started in 2011. Uh, they invested a lot of money in it and also brought in uh, a legend of the game like John White to, uh, to run the program, to run the show, and he's done an amazing job. We had a tremendous chat. How do I know it's tremendous? Because we finished it just a few days ago. So I know you're going to enjoy that one that'll come out in a few days time enjoy this one first though get your head around the stringing game with john sharp now i'm playing uh, later on today uh gonna take a look at those strings again see how uh, how much more they've frayed and how much uh, joy i'm getting out of it and perhaps i'll go out and get uh them restrung in the near future and we'll take a look at some of the uh the string that uh, john had mentioned but uh, looking forward to playing uh hope your squash is going well we've got uh oh yeah the canary canary wharf was uh, absolutely amazing great final there and great to see uh ferris Dasuki and also uh, you know uh, mustafa us all do so well uh, mustafa played some very long matches and i think he won over quite a few fans uh, quite a few people who may have been sitting on the fence in terms of his style of play but he uh, you know he ran pretty much ran out of gas but he also ran into uh, arguably uh, you know he could be uh, on his day the best player on the tour Ferris doesn't do much wrong he moves so well places the ball well uh, there aren't many guys out there who can do what he can do uh, the only issue I guess of course is uh, you know taking it from one tournament to the next and playing at that level consistently. If he can do, if he can play the way he played at Canary Wharf going forward, he's going to be a contender uh, to take over number one, maybe even win the World Championships, British Open coming up. Uh, there's lots to go, uh, lots to fight for. And, and again, uh, that first game, I think I tweeted between Noran uh, Gohar and Norel Sherbini was uh, the best squash I've seen I think in that tournament uh, just in terms of the competitive uh, nature of the game how hard they fought the quality of squash Noran squeaked it out 14-12 uh, you could see that uh, Nor was uh, struggling a, a little bit towards the end of that game with her movement and then that uh, spilled over into games two and then she retired uh, halfway through game three uh, sad to see that and she's just pulled out of the British Open unfortunately so we want to wish her all the best for a speedy recovery but uh, when you see squash like that on the women's game uh, to me I mean that as I said that was the the mat the, the game of, of the tournament the quality was incredible uh, in that first game uh, and and uh, you know you've got others on the women's who are going to pick up the slack with uh, Nora not in there for the British Open It'll, it won't be uh, easy pickings for Nora Gohar, but the, the way she's been playing, uh, she's uh, focused, uh, laser focused uh, these days, and fit is, uh, you know what, she's super fit, moves well, 
hammering the ball around the court, placing the ball a bit better uh, as well with her with her short game. So she's going to be uh, very difficult to beat. But uh, the ladies' game is deep, and it should be very interesting. They'll be gunning uh, for her with uh, uh, the players on the women's side. Obviously, will be salivating. I, I guess you know, not not uh, you know happy that uh, Nora is not in, in the event but salivating at the opportunity to win themselves the British Open without uh, the number one player or, or former I think I think is she I think Noran's Noran's number one now, isn't she? So, uh, at any rate, uh, the the ladies' game and the, and the ladies' uh, British Open is up for grabs, I guess you could say. Although Noran is the odds-on favorite, so that should be exciting to watch coming up very soon. And uh, hope you guys are enjoying your squash again, Johnny White, episode two hundred eight coming up very soon. And I hope you enjoyed this one. I know I did. John Sharp, the String Doctor. We're gonna hope to have him back in the near future. Take care, everybody, and all the best to you, your families, and with your squad.